For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Friday edition. Guys, you're now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam, but please drink responsibly. It's it's still work time. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is legendary Doug McCain, DMAC underscore LA on Twitter, on Instagram, in your hearts. Doug, happy Friday, my dude. Happy Friday, Mr. Clint. Happy Friday, Dodger fans out there. We got some bullpen stuff to get into. We got some starting pitching. I'm, the pitching keeps me up at night. I'm not feeling right. good about it, and we're going to get into it. Yeah, hey, I got to shout you out. You went you went hard in the paint when the Dodgers blew that uh, the Tuesday game. I've never seen Doug so mad on a post-game show. If you guys aren't subscribed to... Uh, Dodgers Nation TV on YouTube. Whew. I was upset. I mean, look, you, you guys, you're missing out. You're missing some spicy Douglas. This Dodgers bullpen, it makes you want to drink. I mean, when you think <laughs> about how frustrating it's No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Obviously, look, like this Dodgers bullpen is going through a rough stretch, but I think kind of the big misconception out there is it's just the bullpen. I think it's also the starting rotation, how heavily taxed they are. So yeah. they're going to be fine. They're going to get it together one way or the other, whether it be internally or externally, but we're going to dive into it. Yeah, uh, definitely not a helper here, guys, on today's show. We're going to talk about the latest news. Yes, Julio Urias is out. He will not make his comeback this Sunday. Just dropped by Dave Roberts a few minutes before we're going live. So we'll talk about that, all the latest we know as of now, and what that means for your starting rotation for the next week or so, whatever the setback ends up looking like. Uh, Doug is selling or buying. We don't know, but we got a segment. We're going to talk about some some trades, mostly focusing on the bullpen side of things. What you know about Doug deciding to go into uh, full-blown short dude mode? What you know about we set all the cameras and then Doug's like, oh, I'm going to take care of this. I, you see, I was like cut off completely. <laughs> what you know about That's why Gary said um, sit upright. But anyways, back to what we're talking about on the show. Um, yeah, just talking about some trade stuff. Where can this Dodgers bullpen get some help from? Is it going to be internal? Is it going to be external? And a whole lot more on today's show. Uh, so guys drop into the comments, let us know where you're representing Dodgers nation tonight. We want to know them area codes, all that kind of good stuff. And, uh, yeah, let's talk Dodger baseball. Uh, you got anything in the comments? No, he's in the, by Noel running the board. He's also in the chat says Doug has been angry lately. What's going on? Who Doug? said that? Who said that? Oh, wait. Oh, okay. We got to oh, Juice Narrows has fired Dave Roberts. We want a Mike Sosha to lead the team. We've heard that one before. Hey, I think this is going to be an interesting, tough task for Dave Roberts. I wouldn't put it all on him. I think, yeah, he's the guy that falls on the sword, but I think this is more organizationally kind of what they're giving him to go to battle. So I wouldn't necessarily put this all on Dave. We got BC, fun fact, top five ERA leaders last year all have ERAs from four to six. Yeah, there has definitely been a Cy yeah. Young hanging over Alec Manoa, Julio Urias is definitely a theme, Sandy Alcantara. Hasn't had a great start this Verlander. year, so Verlander, yeah, definitely here for all the Verslander. Definitely, I'm glad we didn't make that signing, but yeah, and yeah, going back to Dave, to this comment for Juice Narrows about Dave Roberts, yeah, I definitely think this team is fine with him. I will say, though, I want to get your opinion on the fact that he doesn't make a mound visit to Ferguson the other day. What value to provide? You're supposed to be the culture builder, the motivator. I always say he's supposed was... to be David Goggins in a Dodgers uniform, right? Go be that guy to light a fire under your dude. It's light a fire under them, or you go out there and be like, are you good? Because you don't look good. Do I need to get somebody warming up? Because it was bad. That was one of the more frustrating and painful innings I've endured in a while. And and the worst part is I was you know, putting together a, a post-game article, which as our guy Noah at Noah Cameras will tell you, and any beat writer, any anybody who does sports for money uh, will tell you the worst thing that can happen is uh, your team losing a lead in the ninth inning and and the other team walking it off. Oh, man, you have to rewrite everything. It's a whole pain in the ass. But, um, but no, I know you noticed it. When you, didn't see the, when you didn't see the classic Doug or the classic Doc 
just cups, butt slap. Yeah. You didn't see that. You knew it was on. We got my man in the comments saying Mad Doug is great. Hey, am I really that mad, to be honest? Because last last summer, when they're winning every single game at every postgame show, that the Dodgers won their 5,000th game in the row. Yeah. And I knew, I knew you were going to see very much activity at the trade deadline. So am I really mad, or am I happy to discuss some trade possibilities? I mean, that's kind of my thing. Doug lives for the trade possibilities, guys. Uh, Doug's friend Craig Osterberg's in the stream. He says, happy Friday. Jason says, can our bullpen actually survive this series? That is a great friggin' question because they're, they're hurting. You, you got a, a two in a great two inning debut out of Nick Robertson. Um, shout out once again to player development. Cause this is a guy that, yes, yeah, some of the, some of the prospect hoarder dudes, the prospect huggers guys, they straight up, they know who this guy is. Most folks probably don't know the name Nick Robertson, but you're gonna know him now. And uh, that was that was that was huge for this team to get that. Um, sure, they didn't win that game, but you didn't burn through more of the bullpen, and you end up needing a couple of guys to get through uh, another great Clayton Kershaw start. Um, but we're gonna be seeing more of those those guys coming from double or triple A coming from double A. That is where the gold lives for this team, but um, yeah, no, definitely shine a light on Nick Robertson. I think that definitely is a positive takeaway. The arm action, the deception, a guy that can miss bats going that four seam yeah, fastball. I know you like, you like the, the, the punch on him. I love the punch. And when you look at this bullpen as a whole, the punch has been down. We know doc loves to say that. Right. And look, the reality is, you need to miss bats in October. So I think I want to see and which of these guys can be dudes in the future, especially if you're not going to see that much activity like a lot of the insiders are predicting at the deadline. I definitely think once we get closer, that will change. But yeah, I think Nick Robertson, he could be a dude for this team. I mean, he's going to have to be a dude right now because uh, immersively, Phil Bickford's not on the active roster. I've been down on Bick for the last couple of years. You know, just because he's a he's a fun and exciting uh, uh, clubhouse DJ does not warrant him getting into ball games regularly. He has not been good. He hasn't been the 2021 version of Phil Bickford uh, since 2021. Nice dude, very awkward dude, but you're not getting your job done. And I thought the whole idea of baseball is uh, it's a what have you done for me lately sport. He hasn't done very much. He has not. He's definitely struggled this season. And that's just one guy we're, we're focusing on. Yeah, and we're going to get to that, too. we got the buyer-sell session coming up in just a second. But, yeah, I want to say, did you see the Kershaw-Mookie thing? I was pretty shocked that he said the nickname that he gives for you know, Phil Bickford. You know, I think that was misinterpreted. It, this, is, this is Clayton Kershaw. He did not call him that. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know, just, you know. I was watching uh, it I, with I, my family. I thought that was a family program. What I interpreted is that he called him, uh, what do you call him, DJ uh, uh, Big, uh, or, or not Big, Big, uh, Big, Big, Big. My brother Big, in Christ. Big, I forget what the hell they, I don't know. I said it right somewhere on my Twitter, but I don't remember what the yeah, hell it yeah, was. But yeah. he did not call him Large Memberford. Yeah, yeah, that. there you I'm go. Listen to say that uh, right now. Some folks in the stream want Mike Sosha to run the team, and I agree with the Grumpy45 oh, Dino. Sosha is washed. 100% Mike Sosha is not a major league manager anymore. Um, he'd probably be better. He would have been better in Anaheim than all of the dudes they went through. But anyways, this is not a Halos Today show. This is I'll take Chase Utley over Sosha. I'll take Chase Utley over Sosha. Josh Gitt says Julio having the worst free agent year ever. He better dominate when he returns if he wants his bag. Yeah, he's cost himself a couple of years, a couple of milli in that pocket with this bad start. But... We know how it is in free agency, and we know how it is with Scott Boris as your agent. It's all about what you do in October. Everything doesn't mean anything in the regular season. If you can go out there and and do what you did in 2020 somehow, make, make a difference. You don't even need to close it out. Just make a difference. No, absolutely fantastic point there. I think you can wipe away everything that happens in the regular season with a dominant run in the postseason. Look at what Steven Strasburg did in 2019. Look at the bag that he was able to get himself. I think, too, the most important thing for Julio Urias is just remaining healthy. That is the number one most important thing. Just look at Jacob deGrom, the bag he got down in Texas. Hey, I think that Texas Rangers team, they're going to be looking for more starting pitching. He's another guy. So, yeah, it's still early. It's And Julio Urias, I think, mechanically hasn't been completely synced 
up. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at a guy, a 439 ERA, a 531 FIP. Those aren't very Julio Urias-like numbers. Yeah. And I think when you look at his viability as a guy you want to give 7, 8, 9, 10 possible years to, you look at the, the drop in his velocity. So the good thing for the Dodgers, though, is he has every incentive to come back and absolutely go balls to the wall, dominate, and also just prove that he can go out there and post each and every start. So I, I think I'm looking for a big comeback from Julio. Yeah, he's got time. You know, all they got to do is just survive at the moment. We talked about this before the season even started. They had so many dudes on the injured list, so many pitchers on the IL that they were definitely going to rely heavily on. All they had to do is survive the first few months. And yeah, right now you're looking up at the Arizona Diamondbacks. That does not feel good for Dodgers fans to look up at any team. A lot of people did not expect it to be the Arizona Diamondbacks ahead of them, but that's the reality uh, of the situation right now. It doesn't matter uh, where you are in the standings in June. It matters in October because I, I think the season goes in October or whatever, late into September. That's when it matters. Sure, every win matters. Every win counts. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the reality is he has been – the slightest level above league average this year, a 101 ERA plus. So he has a lot of work to do if he wants to get that bag. I don't know if he was already picking out mansions or cars or something like that, but if he really wants that type of success, he's going to really have to turn things around. Uh, Justin Lamas says, or I'm saying it wrong, Yamas, I'm not 100% sure, says Doug is right. This team is more screwed than we think. It was ownership's idea to slash payroll, go for the youth project to be cheap. Dumbest idea ever. It hasn't worked out great. Doesn't worked out exceptionally poorly. I mean, they're still among the lead leaguer, uh, lead league leaders in wins. They're not a bad team. They're just going through a bad stretch with a rough, rough bullpen. But uh, are your, what are your thoughts on maybe being a little too deep into the? Um, I mean, some of it's by their force to go so deep into the youth movement. You would not expect Johnny DeLuca right now if it wasn't for a Trace Thompson injury. Um, they weren't going to go James Outman until. Gavin Lux was hurt. Hey, give me your thoughts on that real quick. Go ahead. My thoughts on that are they're still ahead of where a lot of people thought they were going to be. I mean, they're just two and a half games back in the National League. Of course, they're looking at that Arizona Diamondbacks team that's in first place. But at 36 and 27, when you consider the injuries that they've had to deal with, when you consider the fact that they've taxed this bullpen, they've missed some guys, the offense had its downs a little early. They've been carrying of late. I still think this this team is in pretty good shape if they do want to make some additions. And I think, too, those additions might come in the way of guys getting healthy. So I still think this team will find out how much the organization truly believes in this team at the trade deadline. And I think that's really going to be the ultimate indicator. If they're truly all in, they're either going to bring guys up and see what they have at the double-A level, the triple-A level. Some of these arms we'll talk about in a second. Or they'll go out to market and they'll try to bolster this team this way. But I'd be absolutely shocked and stunned and disappointed, quite frankly, if they didn't go out there and made some power moves because I still think that no one out there is truly dominant, even the Atlanta Braves, even the Rays. We saw the Rays team, and that was like a football score, I mean, for <laughs> a lot of that game, and yeah. they lose by one run. So I still think this team has the talent to compete with any team in Major League Baseball. They just have to tinker with it just a little bit on the margins and possibly make some swings. I mean, if you ask Sarah Morris, and I'm going to make this our early Hornitos shot taker Let's of the go. day. Sarah Morris, friend of the stream, friend What's of up, the Sarah show. Morris? We're drinking. My coworker. <laughs> Bro. Thank you, Sarah. I like this. She says, uh, yes, we need pitching, both starting and relieving. So you're going to have to fill out a lot uh, on, the, on the trade. Pitching, pitching, pitching. If you don't have the arms, ring the alarms, okay? You have no chance what, what is, to win. I'm just Noah, how do you let this happen? Do something about this. I'm just saying, it's just a fact. You can't win. Look at look at the Phillies last year. The reason why they made far, made it far, the bullpen starting pitching. Look at the bullpen of the Padres dominating this Dodgers team in the NLDS. I mean, having a good bullpen, it's like having a great offensive line in the NFL. You really don't have a chance unless you have that in place. Hey, these uh, these guys are, are wilding, capping in the comments over here. What's going on? Hey, hey, let's go selling. All right, let's uh, let's get into the uh, Julio Urias news here. He is out. Uh, he did not have a good feeling hamstring after pitching off the mound uh, in Cincinnati. So the Dodgers have to push him back. Um, don't know how long quite yet, but he will not be starting on Sunday, which was the initial plan. Uh, today, Dave also opts to go with Victor Gonzalez as the opener because the Phillies have a couple of 
pretty big time sluggers at the top of the lineup, left-handed sluggers with Bryce Harper and uh, and uh, World Series champ Kyle Schwarber. So that's why that's why you see that. And Michael Grove's going to get the. Uh, I mean, I guess it's an opportunity for him to, even though he knows he's going to get in the game by the second inning, it's an opportunity for him to kind of get some relief. Um, reps under his belt come into a game that's already started not just start uh and then it looks like sunday will be a bullpen game which is always fun the crowd loves a bullpen game but doug what where are your thoughts on this julio situation um is this is this bigger than it seems or is it just give him time to get right Look, I think I was at the Saturday game and I was watching him throw and they have all the technology in place to make sure that everything's right. And it looked like everyone felt good and all signs pointed to him returning this week in Philly. But hey, the reality is they know that they need him for October. They need him to carry throughout this season. So I'm okay with pushing him back just to make sure that, hey, when he does come back, he stays back because we've seen he's really had no durability concerns over the last few seasons. This is rare. And I also think too, from a mechanical standpoint, it doesn't look like he's completely in sync and I think you could say maybe that hamstring has been an issue the velocity's been down the mechanics have been perfect you haven't seen the same depth with that slurve so look if he's not right I don't want him in there it is a big concern for this for this starting rotation though if he doesn't get back soon enough and if he doesn't get back and perform like we've seen him in the past but I also do think this does open the door for guys to get opportunities I think Michael Grove a lot of people will look at him last week and say oh four runs but hey those all came on those swings from Bowers, right? I mean, you got two home runs there, yeah. just allowed four base runners. It was the best his stuff had ever looked. He touched 98. So I think you go with Victor Gonzalez, who if you look at the numbers, it kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. He's lefties hitting 292 off him this season. But hey, I mean, <laughs> I feel I still think it, it makes a lot of sense to go out there and put Grove in the best spot to have success against really a tough lineup in a tough place to pitch. I think Dave is just having having some fun effing around right now, or the computers having some fun with the. Uh, uh, I guess we'll 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 go with splits here with the stats because everything in the world yeah. said don't have Caleb Ferguson closing that game on uh, on Tuesday, and it bit them in the ass. And sure, you know, there's there's probably more reasons to it. Dave said he didn't like uh, there was a problem with the umpire. He let it get to him or whatever. It was raining or what what have you but he's also kind of been asked against right-handed batters and we're seeing that julio's not i mean not julio victor's not great against left-handed batters so not ideal but um you want julio to go out there take a little break maybe put on a nice manta sleep mask just a little siesta you a know, little, little pre, a pre, come back when the games matter. A pre-start nap like Clayton Kershaw. Why don't you tell Look people where they sleep. can get this? Mantis Sleep. They make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Wow. Check out MantisSleep.com so today so that you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Manta mask today. Use the code DN2023. Yeah, get that Manta sleep mask, man. I'm telling you, people tell me it looks like lingerie or this and that. Look, I mean, I disagree. I think it looks like a great Manta sleep Manta mask that just gets you re-energized. Hey, man, there's nothing kinky about a good night's sleep. I'm just saying. I am just yeah. saying. You I don't want Andrew Friedman to wear one of these for the next month, though. Just coffee, Red Bull, five-hour energy. <laughs> Bring me those pieces, Andy F. Little Andy F. Friend of the show. Oh, yeah, there you good, go. Good guy. So rotation's going to be a little all shook up shooketh if Most you will for a bit dave says uh, they should be able to weather the storm for for a good little bit um they have a day off on monday he said they should be able to kind of run with the four-man rotation uh four-man rotation of course is going to be your guy clayton kershaw kershaw he will be there we're gonna have bobby miller we're gonna have uh thank thank god bobby miller uh michael grove will probably get a starter or whatever and then uh no is the important note no, no, a Syndergaard. Uh, so that that's good. I have four starting pitchers right now. Yeah. So that's definitely not that's, what you want. That's how the math. That's how works. the math works, right? So, and they obviously said they're not interested in Gavin Stone at the moment. So guys are gonna have to step up. I mean, if you look at the Red Series, those first two games, bullpen pieces pitched ten of those nineteen of those eighteen innings. So they're definitely gonna need guys to step up. But yeah, and, and didn't mention Tony Gonsolin, who's got a kind of bounce back from not the greatest start he could have had on uh, on Tuesday as well. But uh, 
there are internal options, and this is going to be this season. And we've been talking about this the last few weeks. This is going to be the in season of uh, the season of internal options. I don't, I don't see, foresee a very, very. Um, I don't know if lucrative is not the right word. It's not going to be a splashy trade deadline because there's just too many teams in it. Too many teams are going to want too much for their assets. And that's not something Andrew Friedman is interested in. He's not going to do two prospects for one. I just, I don't see that situation. Uh, yeah, the team would be a lot better. They have Liam Hendricks. I appreciated the designated Twitter that dropped this week. If you guys haven't watched it already or listened to it already, check it out on all of our um, platforms where things live, mainly YouTube. It's a great way you can see all the boys looking dapper here in DNHQ. But um, they're going to need a little bit of help, we'll say, even even if it's bullpen help, even if it's bulk role guys. Uh, Matt Andres probably is an option. The numbers all told this year, he's, he's a pitching at AAA. They're bad, but he was also the AAA pitcher of the month uh in may at triple a so they found some stuff that's not the the most sexy option but that's probably the option they're going to go with because i don't think they want to start the clock yet on any of those double a guys yeah i think it's still a little premature from that standpoint i think you look at gavin stone he's a guy that pretty much till june 14th you can call him back up without having someone else getting injured before having to send someone down. But I think the way the schedule lines up, you don't need five starters right now. You remember in June, they're off every single Monday. So really you don't need that fifth starter until the Royal series late June, early July. So really the way the schedule balances out for them, it definitely is favorable at the moment. I think you can get by with these guys as long as they're performing well. As you mentioned, Bobby Miller, it is Miller time. He has been just a saving grace, a guy you can trust. Clayton Kershaw, two back-to-back -back stellar starts from Goldshaw, seven innings in those starts. Tony Gonson's the one you're concerned about as far as efficiency goes. He's been not as efficient as you want to see him of late. You want to see him turn that around. And also the big wild card is... Of course, Michael Grove. If Michael Grove can perform, that's going to change things. So, yeah, they can get by next few weeks with four starters. And I like the fact you push Hulu Urias back, you can get him back late June, early July, and hopefully he looks like the guy we saw for most of last season. But also, there's the addition by subtraction, and Noah Syndergaard is Cinder gone. So, <laughs> so they said, uh, of course, I want to get your kind of thoughts on that. Of course, man, we did. That was, that was a clinic by Doc, man. Yeah, it really was. Hey, just, he pops in and was like, Hey, Dave, so just what did you think? Of, oh, yeah, he's got a blister. His, his foot fell off. His cat's dog died. He's, he's real down bad. We're going we're gonna to send him to hell. I mean, we're going to send him home. Yeah. Like, that could not have been more obvious. Uh, this is a phantom IL. He's bad. They're going to try to figure it out. I, I don't envision seeing this dude in the starting rotation again. I think they're going to try to cut their losses, maybe have him as a long reliever at some point in time down the road. We do not hear about him for the next three, four, five weeks while he goes on sabbatical. You know, he's gonna he's gonna go to sail the Barbados and take it easy for a little bit because uh, the dude's brain was pretty broken. Um, admittedly, you know, he he said, "Yeah, I got no answer. I'll give away my firstborn kid, whatever. Take a kidney so I can throw hard again." Uh, you know, Dave mentioned that he feels he was chasing the velo too much. He let it get to him. He thought he can come here to the the place that the Dodgers touch everything. It turns to gold. It wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. They couldn't fix him. And I think he said his expectations a little too high. And when they weren't met, dude cratered hard. He fell. I mean, a seven, one, six ERA. I mean, he was still, he went out with just throwing 66 pitches in that game. So I was a little surprised that they would just leave him out there to die. So he went and further tax that bullpen. Like you said, that was the most orchestrated, Phantom I Elston it. I've seen I so far. It. Dave goes in there, like you said, a blister on his right index finger. I think only reason they do that because you can't send guys to the IL for being bad, yeah. for being a bust, okay? <laughs> if that was an option, that's the route they would go. So, yeah, hopefully he gets himself right for his next opportunity. But, look, there's really no harm in just leaving them there right there on the IL in the event that something happens, you get a little more depth. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we talked about in the postgame shows. You were going to see him on the IL but yeah, the quicker they take their L on this one, the better. Like I always say, what must be done eventually should be done immediately. In this case, I push back on that a little bit just because they have dealt with injuries. But yeah, there, there's a chance. There's a chance there could be value to be found somewhere. It's just it's not now. It is not here. It is not now. Uh, but they're not just going to cut 
cut you know bait on 13 million they will find a way to maximize the stuff is still kind of there it's not thor anymore but there's he still can throw a, a baseball just learn to locate it do a little bit better there chief and maybe you can um have a have a future in this league but anywho or with this team and in the league getting to some of the comments here getting back a little bit because i think we've kind of talked around uh your desire to get liam Hendricks here hepatitis see you later great name as always it says uh chicago white Sox are stubborn they don't always do what's best for them just like the angels and uh, i could not agree more with that they they just keep trying to add a little more bad <laughs> to hopefully find you know find a way to squeak into a playoff spot and hey you know credit to the white Sox, they can do it potentially this year because the al central is do do and a half yeah it's bad but unfortunately they're still contending i mean three and a half games back no one's really running away with that division we know jerry reinsdorf he is under the assumption that he has a possible world series contender they don't want to blow it up <laughs> when the reality is they need to just start the process of a down to the studs rebuild but i do i have kind of warmed up to the idea of joe kelly if he's an option again the strikeout rate sky high the walk rate is low perfect from a contractual standpoint you package him with tim anderson maybe you look at lucas giolito which i'm not overly interested in but yeah i think the white Sox. it's going to take some time but hey the good thing is dodgers face them coming up so we could do damage and try to help our cause if that's the case but yeah i think it's still a little early when it comes to the trades the reality is you need to find a way to get this bullpen serviceable i think the most important thing if you want to look at the root of the problem you start with starting pitching and you need length you need five and six innings and then you can go look at that bullpen because look let's be honest this bullpen has been about as reliable as the ice cream machine at mcdonald's right i mean it's not reliable Get at wrecked, all McDonald's. so far this season and look you, this is an organization that's always had a top two three bullpen in years past and it just hasn't been the case this year you look at how many times they've blown five run leads four run leads eight run leads it's just uncharacteristic it's not what we know here in la we're used to great bullpens and i do think they do need a defined closer they need a defined closer i, I agree and I guess we'll transition to the buy or sell because one thing I want to ask selling I want to ask you I mean are you buying the idea of Daniel Hudson returning and assuming that role assuming the role no returning maybe but at this point uh you know he's going to be at least I mean in a best case scenario right now if he went out on a on a rehab assignment tomorrow he's still got to throw some innings he's still got to pitch a back-to-back -back at the very least we're talking two weeks um the knee is never going to be right it's never going to be good again he's got some nerve issues in there uh, i think there's there's something caught up in in the in the scar tissue that i wish you saw uh, uh he, he's not going to be right and if he's not going to be available uh potentially to frequently go back to backs so you're going to be you're just going to be in a bad spot with him you don't want that to be your closer but i do think you need to find somebody to take that ninth inning and let everybody else settle into their role so if it is you know danny hudson as i call him friend best friend um if it is him gonna be him coming back and kind of assuming the eighth inning role and let evan phillips just you know take the closers role and run with it so be it but you need to have somebody that you know that bullpen was so good last year and craig kimball was bad we all remember that era he was real he was he was he was doo-doo in, in three quarters yeah. Yeah, yeah um but i think they just felt better knowing that that guy was there that's his job let's all do the rest of our job um now it's kind of like who's going to pitch in the ninth i don't i don't know if it's very much that but it feels uh, like like it, it is a possibility that them not knowing their roles uh, implicitly exclusively whatever they're not having a good grasp of what their role is um it's hurting him it's hurting him pretty bad right now and on top of that you know you have some guys where maybe the magic pixie dust wore off Phil Bickford, um, Alex Vessia, maybe not as much with Vessia. Um, you know, it's just that uh, Yancy Almonte, I think he was just a revelation last year. And now he's kind of back to what he's always been, which is not that great. Yeah, he could rattle off some scoreless innings, but when he decides to blow up, it's runs, runs scored. And uh, that puts your team in a real bad, real bad position. And it gets even worse when it's October. But, um, Anywho, yeah, I think this team needs a closer. And, yeah, and this team needs a closer in the worst way. And I think, too, you lose a lot of the effectiveness of Evan Phillips when 
You have sometimes the eighth, sometimes in the seventh. Yes, that's good, but I think only if that is his role primarily. If yeah. you want that to be his role, Fireman Phillips, I'm totally about that. But the Fireman Phillips hasn't been like backdraft version of Evan Phillips, right? He hasn't been an elite fireman. And some of the numbers, I'm kind of scared when it comes to Evan Phillips as far as some regression. I think it's a little troubling when you see, I mean, he's in the 29th percentile average exit velocity, 42nd percentile in hard hit percentage. A lot of the numbers that were better last year have taken a little bit of a dip. So yeah, as a whole, I think he's still one of the better relievers in the league, but is he a guy that you would trust to be your lights out closer? I don't think he is that guy. I think he can be one of the best high leverage relievers in the league. I want to see him in the role that they had for Blake Trinan a few years ago, but I just think this team, if they truly want to go out there and give Dave Roberts a familiar way of managing, you go out there and you have a closer, a defined lights out guy. And I think that really would help solve a lot of the problems with this bullpen right now. Listen, we know what Dave Roberts weakest point is, and that is bullpen management. That is bullpen decisions. And if you're giving him one or two more decisions to have to make a game, you're going to have stretches like this where if everybody is not clicking, everybody's not firing on all cylinders, you're going to feel real bad uh, for losing two of three to the Cincinnati Reds. So, yeah, they're a fun young team, whatever. You know, they got some speed. They got some power. Dodgers should have beat them, at least taken two of three. Um, and that's that's part of it is, you know, we saw him not saw Dave not go out there to assess the Caleb Ferguson, uh, Ferguson situation, do something about that. Yeah, he's not going to go out there and, and show up his player or whatever. Um, but he kind of did after the game, which was odd. Oh, yeah. He threw him under a double-decker bus. I mean, the way he was treating him after the game. And that's how you know that he was ready to cook, and he was cooking after the game. And I think that Doc, he wants... Cracked open that Modelo. Oh, that cracked, was the next day. No, that's exactly, Modelo right? time, fool. No, but look, I think this team, for sure, I mean, you look at the way some relievers that could be available, I think it's still early, but... I like the idea of, I mean, our obviously, Araldis Chapman, that definitely is going to cause some controversy. Of course, I get a lot of people that ask me about the possibility of trading for him. I can just tell you right now that that's most likely not going to happen. Even if it was a deal that made sense for the Dodgers, I think they would look hypocritical in that situation. They'd look more hypocritical than live in PGA right now, right? I mean, it'd be a hypocritical situation. You're not going to see that. And then, of course, Joe Kelly, we talked about that earlier, but also another Royals pitcher, I think, his name I keep my on is Scott Barlow. I mean, Scott Barlow, the strikeout rates there, the walk rate's a little high, but he's the guy, if you look at the slider, if you look at his pitch mix, it's interesting. Another name to keep your eye on, too, is Tanner Scott. Tanner Scott is a name that I've been obsessed over you, for the yes. last three or four days, so... We know that this organization, they make deals with the fish. They go to the Marlins when they want to go fishing, and they they need a fish for some relievers that can really help this bullpen. So Tanner Scott's another name. Then, of course, Liam Hendricks is kind of the big white whale at this point. That really is largely predicated on the White Sox coming to grips with the fact that they're not sellers. But, look, the reality is, I'll tell you, I'll keep it period, point blank, Yes, there are relievers that have the potential. Yes, there are the Emmett Sheehan's. We saw Nick Robertson. I'm definitely a fan of. I think he's going to be a piece in the future. Yes, there's talent in this organization. Yeah. But this is a veteran-laden bunch. This is a team that has J.D. Martinez for one year, David Peralta, Jason Hayward, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, all these veteran players. You're not going to put your World Series hopes into some some younger players you have yeah. to go out there and invest in your bullpen like i said you have to look you're gonna have to pay the malibu price per square foot not the <laughs> east hollywood where i live right i mean you're gonna have to absolutely invest and that's just the reality of the situation andrew friedman i think there needs to be a philosophical organizational change because the reality is yeah you are gonna have to compete with other teams you aren't gonna just fleece every single team now yeah. and you're just gonna have to pay to play and Yes, you can have sustainable winning. Yes, that's great. Yes, that fills the seats every day. But still, look, you need World Series championships. And 20, 30, 40 years from now, if you look back and they've just won one World Series championship in 20 in a 60-game season, I think people look back and think that's disappointment. So I need to go yeah. out and hit the market. I mean, that is that is the the Friedman philosophy, you know. They, they don't go all in. That's not their bag. Uh, they, they pride themselves on the ability to still be a uh, very, very good ball club without mortgaging the future and and you know uh, we we enjoy that you know imagine being the chicago cubs they won in 2016 and where have all those players gone i say that i just watched a cubs game last night go uh go angels i guess but um 
you, I, I applaud their ability to be able to go out and, and maintain success, but it's also frustrating when you get to these points. And yeah, it's June. It is absolutely us overreacting, but, and it's better for this to happen now than in October, but it is a sign of, hey, this can happen. If it's, it was happening to the Reds or against the Reds and it's happening against, I mean, you also saw it happen against the 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 Rays. This is a team you very well could face in the World Series if you're lucky enough to make it that far in the tournament. Um, you yeah, you need to do something to 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 kind of straighten it out now and get a better feeling going into deeper into the season or whatever. Is it going to be a trade? I'm, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not very high on. I would love to see some trades happen. I'm not very high on it. On it. Coming hey, to reality. On this show, this time last year, I looked at the camera. I said, if the Dodgers don't make a big trade, they won't win the World Series. <laughs> I think it's the same thing this year. I think if they're not active at the market, which is fine if you're looking long-term, if you want to look well, it's ahead to show. it's not even up to them. It's not really up to them because there's so many teams that are kind of in the hunt. But they have the prospect capital to get deals done. There's always deals that can yeah, be made. Yeah, they can go out there and force their way to get I mean, the first thing, I mean, they need a, they need a tourniquet to stop <laughs> the bleeding for this bullpen at the moment, right? So you need yeah. to address that, and then you kind of look at some of your bigger lead needs and i think miguel rojas another guy that's been banged up i mean you can bolster that position go out there look for another outfielder but i think right now kind of the focus is the fact that this offense they cannot carry the pitching for an entire season and in the postseason that's just not how this game is yeah. played so yeah i think at the moment this bullpen they're they're like i said they're like a blackberry living iphone world they're not a bullpen that has guys that can miss bats consistently there's a lot of pitch to contact right now those bullpens don't win look bruised our gratterall I mean, this is a guy that every single year, he's going to be like 45, and we're going to be like, oh, yeah, he has a, he's going to be the Dodgers' next closer. He throws 100 miles per hour. But the reality is the more time you put the ball in play, the higher the risk is that something bad's going to happen. So I think you look there. I think that's definitely one place you look. And then, too, I think you tr try to really do a lot of self-assessment and be honest with yourself about some of these pieces coming back. Do you, are you really going to get some from Alex Reyes? I mean, that's what I want to know. Are you really going to get some from Daniel Hudson? That's what I want to know. You, so You've been the Alex Reyes guy, man. You're the insider. Uh, no, come I mean, on now. It's not that I don't think they will. I think that these people are around these guys. They're a lot smarter than I am when it comes to this stuff. I don't know about that, but like these guys definitely, they know what they're capable of. And I think it just comes down to the simple fact that, hey, the fact that this is happening now, this is actually, like you just said, it is a good thing. But you're going to know at the deadline how much, I mean, what's if, look, this is a franchise that's World Series or bust, right? If that's the only standard. The standard is a standard, right? If they don't go for it at the deadline and try to bolster that, I just don't see a way where they can win the World Series going against a lot of potent offenses in the National League. And right now, this bullpen isn't cutting. Alex Vesia, last three appearances, much better. Yancy Almonte has done a lot, has, do, has done better too. But, I mean, Mark Pryor, I mean, is the is the pitching lab getting remodeled this year and it's <laughs> out of service or something like that? They did not pay the lease on it because there's been a lot of L's coming out of there this this year. Yeah, is it the uh, the lack of the shift or the change in the shift rules? Like, it, do you think that made that much of a difference? Because the Dodgers aren't the only team suffering from this. I mean, all ERAs are up all across the board uh, when it comes to relief ERA, you know, starting pitching ERA, pitching ERA as a whole. Um, sure, the Dodgers right now are very, very uncharacteristically the fourth worst team in baseball with that four seven one mark out of the pen, but. Um, do you think that had that big of a change or maybe, I don't know, maybe there's, there's some sort of um, Padres hangover. I mean, I think it's a combination of factors. That bullpen is what blew it. Yeah. I mean, look, not only the, I mean, the bullpen blew, but also Tyler Anderson should have been out there for at least another inning or more. But yeah, well. the reality is they're not, they don't have dominant pitchers. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter and dominant pitchers, are more expensive. They're harder to get. They're at a premium, right? They have a lot of guys that are pitched to contact, but also, too, you don't have Daniel Hudson, who they expect to have back at the beginning of the season. So it's a combination of injuries, bullpen pieces being volatile. Yes, the ball is in play. The Babbitt numbers are higher. They're around league average. They're over 300. Last year, they were the lowest in baseball. So, yeah, I mean, to your point, Anytime the ball's in play more, the chance of something bad to, ha can to happen are going to happen. So it's just the reality. So I think really what it comes down to is you need dominant arms right now. They don't have those dominant arms. They have a lot of guys that are living in the zone and the bats getting to the ball. And sooner or later, you're going to have losses that way.
Yeah, and I there's there's some there's some manic behavior happening. What's what's going on, gentlemen? We have not one, oh. not two, but three super oh, chats. Whoa. You guys are incredible. Yes, Look go. at these fine folks here uh, in the stream. First off, we have Michael Carrillo. Hey, Michael, Michael Carrillo. No, 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 look at this guy. Really been practicing. <laughs> Carrillo. He donated two dollars, and he said M's are gonna sell. Their playoff aspects are eighty percent. That's that's Dead a, emoji. yeah. I mean, the, the M's they <laughs> Meredith fell off a damn cliff. Yeah. They're they're trying to piece it back together a little bit, but um, it's that, not Luis Castillo's fault to that much. Have himself a hell of a year. Again, they sell, yeah. Let him sell, Louis. You know about Doug, selling. Doug will get his wish. What else we got? Appreciate man, you, Michael. We got, we got the man Dianos five one fifty, and he said Andrew is looking to be young and cheaper, competitive, not World Series caliber. Don't see any big money trades. Ray's way appeals to him. I mean, I think that's a fantastic point. I think there's a possibility that that being a fact, but the reason why that doesn't balance out to me is if that's the case. Yeah, then why do you you do you just I think he's almost believing in almost like the NCAA tournament style of baseball these days where you just get into the dance and you have a chance. Whereas why else would you sign JD Martinez and veteran players? You still have Kershaw, Urias on possibly one more deal. And yeah, there's a reason why they draft like 55 pitchers and only 55 pitchers a few years ago is actually 25 because you want to get younger. You want to see how many of those guys you can hit on. So I definitely tend to agree with that. We're already seeing this year. This is a record. I mean, you have five People, five players making their debut this season. So yeah. I think they do want to get younger. I think they realize that to have sustainable winning, you have to develop your own prospects. You have to develop your own talent or else you're the San Diego Padres. And what does that mean? You're having a bust of the season. What? You're the most hey, disappointing hey, baseball team in recent memory. I and mean, that's not even a take. That's just a fact. I, 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 from my understanding, they're real sensitive these days. So let's be <laughs> let's be cautious. And I know you got one more for Bro, me. Bro, I actually got two more. Holy crap. Got, let's let's go. go. people. All right. So let's go. We got the man, Michael Villarreal. I mean, my bad. My bad. Matthew Villarreal. He donated... A $5 Super Chat and then Let's another go. $5 Super Chat. The first one, he was talking about your favorite team, Clint the Padres. <laughs> and he asked, will they get Julio? I don't know. I hear they're, uh, <laughs> I hear they're a little short in the old pocketbook right now. So I think uh, Peter Seidler's big spending might have uh, very much closed the book on a fun and exciting winter for the Padres uh, this coming off season, which the way things are trending is going to start earlier for them right now, because that whole thing is massively disheveled um, in that in that clubhouse. You almost wonder if they're going to be selling at some point in time. But uh, don't I don't know if you're going to be able to show them the Shohei, and you're probably not going to be able to show them the Julio down there either. Yeah, I think he's a. I think he's going to be whenever the free agency begins. The free agents. The free agency madness at the beginning, you're going to see the Padres mentioned in all kinds of different free agents, and he's definitely a name that they could pursue. I think he ends up on the Rangers. That's my gut instinct wow, or the Angels. This guy. And hey, my job isn't to sugarcoat. My job is to try to give you guys truth bombs. If I had to take a big chug of some true serum right now, Whoa. I would probably guess that Dodgers end up with Otani and then Urias ends up with the Rangers. That's just what I think. I would love to see Julio back, and I think if they could get him back on a more team-friendly deal, it's the years. Yeah. It's the years that is the Boris. issue. It's got Boris. I mean, I could sit here and lie to you. You guys are going to lie to you and say that Julio Urias is going to be a Dodger. I love for Julio Urias to be a Dodger. I dubbed him the Urias for a reason. I'm a Julio stand, but I just don't think it makes a lot of sense from Julio's standpoint because he wants the money. He wants the years. Dodger's standpoint because they have put every single egg they've ever had into the Shohei Otani basket, and I think they're going to get him, and I think that's going to leave Julio Urias pitching for another organization. A lot of people want the the Shohei thing to happen in LA. Would love to see it, but I don't know. He went he went one for five when I was there at the ballpark last night. So I'm I'm real out on Shohei now. You're Adam. Is that it? <laughs> he had one mid game when I saw him. Anyways, I'm just playing around. We'll yep. talk about offseason we got, when we get. We got there. one more. One more. One more. Same thing Super from Chad Matthew. City. I think you guys will have fun this one. He's, he said, "Who's more of a threat at the end of the season, the Diamondbacks or the Padres?" Diamondbacks, hands down. I was I was high on them just to, before the season. Uh, I didn't think they'd be this good, but this is an incredibly good team. And uh, all they had to do was, you know, cut bait on a bad pitcher, Madison Bumgarner. So hey, Dodgers, pay attention. I would personally go Padres just because talent wins in the postseason. 
They're a young, inexperienced team with the Diamondbacks. So, yeah, I think by the end of the year, Padres might make a run. I still, you know, I picked the Dodgers to win this division. So I still feel like they're finished on top of them. But I still think the Padres, they have a little more fight in them. But, yeah, give the Diamondbacks a lot of credit. You know, when it gets to these kind of points where we're uh – we we can we can it feels like we can we can uh, game the system a little bit. We could at least be like, hey, let's play some bets with each other uh, on what's going to happen in the off season. Hashtag segue. Yes, sir. Guys, MLB is back in swing. As you know, we are knee deep. We are we are thigh deep into this season, and uh, my bookie is your one stop shop for all your betting needs with a wide range of betting options, including money lines, run lines, totals, and futures. My bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams. And players, which is always fun to bet on human beings. So take advantage of the brand new MyBookie money bag, which gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. And not just not just ludicrously, we're talking insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at MyBookie and use promo code Dodgers Nation. That's right, all one word, Dodgers Nation. Uh, use that promo code and you are going to secure a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. You're going to deposit $200. You're going to play with $300 instantly. Use that promo code Dodgers Nation to claim your bonus. So if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, to the currently going season, look no further than my bookie. Sign up now. Get ready to experience the thrill of a baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anything anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Is, uh, what is going on over here, gang gang? Uh, do, is there more excitement in the chat? Are people Always, that excited about man, my bookie? Stay. Hey, Doug, you feeling hungry by chance, my guy? I'm starving, bro. How <laughs> do some masada fries sound? Uh, it's my favorite. Yeah, cause, How I people mean, know that? Alan Herrera, he gave you five bucks for your asada fries. My asada oh, wow. fries. Let's go. Nice. I'm going to wash it down with some hornitos. Can't wait for that. <laughs> What's, who, makes the best, who makes the best asada fries in LA? I'm going to tweet that at. Oh, uh, yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, those have the best uh, uh, best tacos. Hey, hey you're for also sure. just on me, bro. Uh, for sure. <laughs> that that fool. Look at me. Hey, we got we got 20 well, minutes of Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I will definitely crush some asada fries but then in we your also, name. We also got Diano's back in the chat. Let's go. Diano's. He gave us 10 bucks. And he said, awesome. the Texans are following the Padres template. It has worked so far, but they cannot sustain that payroll, nor a $600 million Otani. No way. Texas and SD generate similar small revenue. I mean, there's also different taxes in uh, Texas and in San Diego. Yeah, look, the reality is all these guys are printing money. All these guys are billionaires, but I think they're definitely similar in that they're going after key free agents in markets that haven't been traditionally the big brand names, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs. So in reality, that's actually, that's actually good for baseball and the Rangers have hit, and Marcus Simeon's having a good year. Corey Seager, I think, will ultimately have four, five, six really good years with the Texas Rangers. So but, right now, yeah, man. I mean, really, it's it's more competitive. It's more competitive out there, and you're starting to see that. So, yeah, I mean, are they – but the reality is, look, I mean, the only way to win is to develop your own talent, to scout guys. I mean, look at Bobby Miller. Picked him COVID year out of Louisville. To me, he looks like a future number one or number two starter. Will Smith. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. You're not going to win by just buying your talent. You have to invest. You have to develop. You have to have the eye, the scouting. And I think a lot of people don't realize that is the Dodgers, they throw tons of money in giving scouts the best possible resources to go and identify talent and develop it. So, yeah, it's really just a perfect cycle. And then you use some of that talent to go out there and acquire players. So the Dodgers do it the right way. And the ones they do sign are Freddie Freeman, best deal for a superstar in the game. By J.D. Far. Martinez, the best one-year deal in the game. Top five slugger for that price. I mean, just look at some of the other big signings out there. Look at Trey Turner is basically a league average this year. So... Yeah, I think the Dodgers, they do it the right way. They're very selective. They're very selective. They don't just throw money out there. They're not yeah. the Futurama, t Futurama, take my money, please. Right? They're not that type. They're yeah. very smart and sensible. They only pay guys when they know, hey, this is the right move. And they only pay guys when they realize that this is the only way I can get that guy. The only way I can get a Mookie Betts for 12 years is $365 million. The only way I can get a Freddie Freeman is a one 162 on six years. So they only spend when they have to. But, yeah, I mean, hey, team can control players that are talented that's really how to sustain winning i mean we've seen the best of both worlds from this organization when guggen the guggenheimers first uh bought the club when magic and the boys will say magic mark walter um and and the rest uh acquired this team from frank mccourt what they do they went out and they they 
boosted the payroll to almost $300 million. They, they found a way to win then, kind of build around a club that was it – had, it had some okay pieces, and they almost made the playoffs in 2012, 2013. You got Puig Mania. Things blow up from there. Um, but they, they did all that while investing, importantly, into that – that farm system infrastructure that made them into the powerhouse that we're seeing now, you know, that's where they went out and signed guys like, or, or drafted guys like Jock Peterson, like Cody Bellinger, like Corey Seager, uh, the guys that became the future. And now, I mean, baseball's sports are a bitch. So now they're the past, but they yeah. keep going out and finding guys. Uh, your Lord and savior, Miguel Vargas is one of those guys. Um, they need to, I think that they need a, the, this whole five year role. They need to just abandon that for Miguel Vargas. He should be the first player to be able to play while in the hall of fame at the same time. I'm saying that right here, Cabin, right now for my guy, Miguel Vargas. But having said all that, I will say, Hey, what is the man? What is the general manager of the A's say? Brad Pitt, adapt or die, <laughs> right? You have to adapt to modern day baseball and look, you have to pay up and the game done change. The game changed in the sense that, yeah, it's great to develop and draft guys. And yeah, we can go on and on. The list goes on and on with players. The Dodgers have drafted and developed really the one that's an actual hall of famer is Clayton Kershaw. Yes. You've seen all stars, yes, but the one sir. is that's hall of famer is Clayton Kershaw first ballot walking statue. But I also think too, one thing this organization needs to accept is you have to pay the Dodger tax. You have to pay the Dodger tax at some point. And it's a good, it makes sense that this bullpen is from California because they are heavily taxed, right? And when the bullpen is that bad, you need pieces. When the starting rotation is leaking, you're going to have to bring guys too. So I think that's something that this organization is dealing with. And it's nothing really perfectly lines up right now with the talent that they have that's in their prime and the core that they have with Freddie and Mookie and the gang and the young talent. There's a pretty big gap right there. And I think they have to realize, hey, is this team good enough to go all in? Well, even if they do believe that, there's a lot of variance. There's a lot of flukiness when it comes to World Series champions. But I think, too, this organization is very competitive. And if you sit down with Mookie, if you sit down with Freddie, Mookie said rings plural, right? Plural. He doesn't want one ring. So I think that's something you have to consider with this organization as well. Yes, it's great to develop those guys, but I want to see, I don't want to ever see a rebuild. This organization's never going to rebuild, but I will take a little remodel at some point just to go for a World Series. Well, the biggest uh, tradable asset this club has is their number one prospect, Diego Cartaya. And I know this is a guy that a lot of fans don't want to get rid of. They don't want to lose him, but also if you want to, you want to get the club better. You want to go out and find a way to get a Liam Hendricks. That's or a Liam Hendricks type. That's who they're asking for. Should the Dodgers consider trading Diego Cartaya in the right move for a win now for a, a, a monumentally better chance to win uh, a 2023 ring? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. So look, I mean, this is tough for me because Dio Cartaya, I consider him a close friend of mine. He was sitting in that chair, his autograph is right behind you. I would only trade him if it's a star that has team control. If you're talking a Sandy Alcantara, some a big piece like that, I wouldn't include him for a deal for Liam Hendricks and Tim Anderson, some of those guys that won't be with you long term because Cartaya. He has so much talent. He has so much potential. This guy could legitimately be a multi-time all-star. But on the same token, I will say. It doesn't match up with Will Smith. So Will Smith, this is a guy you have under team control through 2025. This is a guy that wants to be a catcher. And behind him, you have Dalton rushing, the Dodgers 2022 second round pick. He's continuing to emerge. He's climbing a prospects list, 42 games in single A, a 938 OPS with seven home runs. And those numbers were similar to Cartaya. So he's continued to emerge. You also have, like I said, Will Smith, but then also uh, Lorenzo, who is a guy that a lot of people are Theron Lorenzo He's 19 years old. Yeah. This and is another dude. And this is another dude. Ready this is a guy who a difference. scout told me could be better than Diego Cartaya and Cabert Ruiz. So the way I look at it is 
if you're this Dodgers organization, you look at the catchers you have. If Diego Cartaya is not going to make his debut for another year or another two or three years, and you want to win now and you want to cash in on that, I think that's something they have to strongly consider. But the reality, though, with Diego Cartaya, unless it's for a big piece, I'm keeping him because he's a special, special power hitter. I know when you see him and you squint, you see a little bit of one of our favorite players, right, Mr. Mike Piazza. And by the way, Mike Piazza taking with the 1,390th pick in the 62nd round, the 88 draft. He's the lowest pick to ever be a Hall of Famer and always have that record because, of course, the draft doesn't go 62nd round, 62 rounds now. So, yeah, I think keeping him in Dodger Blue, the legacy of catchers makes sense. Also, Andrew Friedman said that his makeup is in my Mount Rushmore of young players I've been around. So that speaks to how highly this organization thinks of him. But let me ask you, would you pull the trigger on a Diego Cartaya trade, Mr. Clint? Uh, I mean, I could walk out. If I'm trying to get you to buy my uh, 2008 Acura TL, I'm going to spin a lot of BS your way as well. Facts, facts. I want my asset to hold the most value or at least sound like it has the most value. Uh, they have guys. They have other catching options. And they also have Will F. Smith. Middle name is Dills, but they have Will Smith. This is the guy that you want to invest your future in. This is the guy that is going to be your catcher for the next eight to ten years if you play your cards right, Dodgers, which they kind of struggle at doing sometimes. This is a prime time to try to lock him in, uh, lock him up for the next uh, few years. But how many catchers do you need? You know, they're not going to have a tandem of Will Smith and Diego Cartaya. Diego Cartaya isn't going to play third base. He's not going to play first base. He's not going to play center field. Not going to play right field. You got a guy out there for the next uh, nine years or so. If you want to win now, that is your biggest asset. And if there is a Dodger tax, everybody's going to come asking for that guy. They've traded the one and two prospects before, and they got a one year guy and a two year guy. That almost feels like a Liam Hendricks and a and a, a, um, a Tim Anderson situation. Both of these boys you want desperately. This guy here wants them a lot. So I don't know. That sounds to me like you're trying to play both sides here. You're saying no. I'm saying, you're saying I want to hold on to. to I, Diego would, I would. Tr- I would Cartaya. trade him. I would absolutely trade him if it's for a marquee name. If for it's for a big Liam piece. Hendricks, I would do that. Three time All Star. He's a closer. I just He's could, the guy who's settling your bullpen. He's the guy that that you. You, you, we've said we spent an hour here talking about. Hey, this is the need for this team. They need a, a, a closer, a bona fide all-star level closer. That's not Greg Kimbrell to help solidify the rest of the of the guys in the bullpen. Solidify those roles. You want him? You're gonna have to pay for him because the White Sox can be there. I don't know. We feel like we're kind of in on this. Why would we give you our closer? Because we want him, and this is what we're gonna give you. We're gonna give you Diego Cartaya, and we're gonna give you Michael Bush, and you're gonna give us these guys. And hell, we'll throw in a probably a Michael Grove or something. But I still Maybe think Grove, I still think you could get those guys though, and give them Michael Bushes of the world, other prospects. I think you could hold on to Diego Cartaya and, I don't and trade this, him. Later. I don't think this market's gonna be like what we're used to, man. This is a be a very this is going to be a very I agree different I agree but line. I think that when you look at the names that are out there that could be available I think the thing with Cartaya look and I'm I'm okay with trading Cartaya I think when you look at the depth they have, when they look at the depth they have, the other catch- catchers, and as I Don't laid out earlier big, yeah. with Will Smith, he's going to be your catcher for at the very least the next two seasons, but I think for the foreseeable future. And I think a lot of people always get caught up in the number one or number two prospects in your organization, right? You keep the number one guy, keep the number two guy. Cartaya is the name we've heard about for so long. We know his heritage from Venezuela. And the reality is he can't really play another position. So that is out of the window too. He's not going to be your third baseman. So get that out of your mind. But I will say it almost reminds me of Monopoly. How you know in Monopoly, everyone always thinks that the best properties are Boardwalk and Park Place because those are the expensive ones. Those are the mm-hmm. ones. But guess what? It takes a lot of money to put houses on those. It takes a lot of money to put hotels on those. You want to own the Orange Tiles, the Tennessees, the St. James Place, the Indiana Avenue because jail is in between those. Probability-wise, <laughs> you have the biggest chance to land on those properties. And to me, those are the Dalton Rushings, right? Those are the other guys yeah. that are the orange ones. So. 
That's why I look at this organization following it for so many years. Sometimes it's the number five, six, seven, eight prospects that come in, have a big impact. Of course, there's the Seegers, the Bellies, and the Luxes, but I yeah. think a lot of different times with organizations, you don't want to just hold on to that number one guy because he is the number one guy. So yeah, to answer your question, would I trade Diego Cartaya? I would, but knowing Andrew Friedman, I want a big deal. I mean, look at Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. If Max Scherzer doesn't get injured, I think the Dodgers win the World Series that year. I truly do believe that. And that deal makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And you traded Kbert and Josiah Gray. So if there's a name out there that makes sense that it's under a little more team control, I'm okay with. But for, let's say, a Hendricks, if they bring him in, of course, that vests his option and you get him next year for $15 million. You got the club option on Tim Anderson. That makes some sense too. Does that get them over the top to the point where you say, let's include Diego Cartaya? Or do you let Cartaya, who really has picked it up of late, he started the year slow, 638 OPS, 38 games, and 1,056 OPS in his last eight games. So he's definitely performed better. Yeah. But I think the big kicker for me, the deal breaker with Diego Cartaya, is the injury concerns, the back and the hamstring. He's only 21 years old, playing in a double-A league where the average age is around 23, 24 years old. Is yeah. his Are his injury concerns something on, at, that's top of mind for me? I would say yes. So, yeah, I think you could sell him high, but only for the right guys this, this is absolutely the sell high time and and you want the right guys you want liam hendricks that's it's who they're going to be asking for this is again this is a three-time all-star closer and that means something and the chicago white Sox aren't the smartest bunch of uh front office we'll say so let us know your, oh, also like mash the thumbs up button for doug's monopoly uh analogy here because that was fire i love monopoly is like my favorite game i used to work uh i used to work at some place where it didn't actually work and we would play monopoly like almost every single day it was insane a lot of rage quitting yeah like, what, what, like, what monopoly guy are you i like that i'm a hat guy i'm a top hat guy but oh, what's your piece your car, car dude oh yeah uh, have I told you about my all-new 2008 Acura TL? You want to buy it? You looking for a car? <laughs> the yeah. Is it silver? It is silver. Sounds like fire, In most man. parts. Let's go. In most Better parts. than my grandma's Accord that I drive. Hey. Just kidding, grandma. Shout out, shout out grandma. <laughs> She's a nice lady. I remember when I had a grandma. Anyway, would you guys trade Diego Cartaya for, let's say, I mean, I would not say, for me, Diego Cartaya straight up for Liam Hendricks. No, it is part of a bigger package. But would you guys be willing to move Diego Cartaya in the right move. Uh, to me, a uh, right move is going to help you win this season. And I just, I don't see Diego Cartaya fitting on this club at any point. You can't, you can't stash him down there in the event. You can't stash him at double A or triple A for the next two or three seasons in the event that will somehow gets hurt for an extended period of time. It's, it's not how baseball works. Um, you know that the Dodgers got lucky with that in 2006. They had the catcher of the future it was Deion Navarro. Then he yep. got hurt, and out yeah. comes Russell Martin. Who was the other guy before? Ah, whatever. Just Russell Martin. Yeah, yeah. I think it's you have to always bring up this number. Literally, 70 percent of prospects don't work out. 70 percent. Do okay. I mean, it, uh, we got to. Some of them do, some of them don't. And Shout just, out Billy Ashley. Yeah, sure, there you go. Shout out Billy Ashley, man. I mean, it just happens. It's the name of the game. You can't expect all these guys to succeed. But, uh, yeah, I would trade him. Yeah. yeah St. James you, Place. You, you bring Tennessee out, Avenue. <laughs> see, he went back to it. You, bring, you bring up the what's it called. You bring up the uh, the Dodger tax. I'm telling you, that's what it's, that's what it's going to have to be. But, um Let's see. Anthony Keene says, yeah, I don't see Cartaya fit, uh, fitting in with the Dodgers unless he's switching positions. That, notably, the team is not extremely high on his ability to receive. And they've, they've made that pretty clear. Yeah, he has a great arm, a plus arm, and he continues to improve at calling games. But really, his issue is balls in the dirt, right? I mean, and he's a big catcher. Anytime you're a big catcher like that, sometimes that tends to be an issue. So, yeah, I think defensively there are some concerns Moving forward, he has to master some things, and it's kind of a work in progress. But so twenty-one, yep. He's only twenty-one. Look, if he's a guy who hit thirty home runs from behind the plate, you'll feel good about that. But yeah, uh, DJ Jesse says, "I remember uh, the trade uh, Paul Canerco for Jeff Shaw. For every Ooh. one of those trades, or for every one of Pedro for Delino to Shields, there's Yusniel uh, Diaz for Manny Machado. You know, like." And and we're talking a different breed of of um of front office here. This isn't uh, Tom Lasorda in 1998 being like, yeah, whatever. I'm a, I'm the general manager now. I know what the hell I'm doing. You know, get the f out of here. This is 
very calculated and meticulous when you got underrated trade that I hate. I was trading Sheffield to the Braves. That broke my heart, man. Wrote an or- I wrote a letter to the organization. <laughs> hey, man. Three got, uh, got us Dallas Perez and uh, Ryan Jordan, baby. Yeah, Brian Jordan was nice. Yeah. And you heard it here first, folks. That is uh, that boy thick, right? <laughs> that is a 2002 trade deadline talk with. Uh, That'd be a cool idea for a podcast where it's like you start the podcast like it's like 2002 Dodgers and we're just doing the storylines like they really happened that day. Maybe if there's like another <laughs> another uh, lockout or something like that, we can do that. Oh man, uh, what is it? Uh, well, if we're doing this, like I'll do a post game show for Kershaw's no hitter. History. Like a post, if I did a post game show for like Kershaw's no hitter or something. Well, do the post game right now for um, Max Muncy taking Mad Bum deep into the ocean. Yeah, there you go. That Perfect. Was today. Perfect. Maybe that yeah, was exactly. Today. All right, clearly we've gone off uh, off the rails here, and the game is on, so we're gonna get the hell out of here. But guys, find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe. To Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever your podcasts are available for free. We are there. Go hang out with us uh, in your ear holes. Put us in your car. There's a whole video on how you could. Uh, I need to borrow Jose Altuve's booster via the Bluetooth. Subscribe to YouTube uh, on the YouTube internet machine. We are uh, Dodgers Nation TV or at Dodgers Nation TV on there. I am Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dodgers Nation Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Everywhere that is uh, fun and exciting, that's where we live. So thank you for all the comments. Thank you for all the questions. Very much. How'd you get lower? I need a Jose Altuve's booster seat, man. Oh, Let me borrow it. I just, hold on. Let me get down here. Uh, appreciate, uh, very much appreciate all the super chats. That that does mean a lot to us. This guy gets to get that booster seat when we get out of here. But there you go. Hey, uh, Dodgers, go sweep the Phillies. See you on Monday. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.